Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you on this one? I think we should just do like some quick fire because we're running a little bit long here. Okay. I need Rocky to just make the decision, man. I can't do it, man. I can't go to WrestleMania and watch him lose again. I can't do it. <laughs> you got to hold his hand, Rob. Do it, bro. You got to be there to hold his hand, Rob. <laughs> bro, this is – yeah, Rob, now you've got to come. Rody, if, <laughs> if, if Cody by God Rhodes is about to win the goddamn world championship and finish the story, and I'm going to be pissed about it even though I love the guy, you better goddamn be there. No uh, pressure, Rob. No right, pressure, I'll, yeah. I'll see what I can do. Um, All right. You know. <laughs> I know. All right, a couple more seconds here, and then we'll get into Like I said, we don't have to go long. Let's just give some quick predictions. We'll make it quick. We'll be in and okay. out in five minutes. We'll do my WrestleMania mental breakdown once we know that that's actually the match. Right. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, I, don't, I don't have a whole lot of deep thoughts about this. <laughs> this no, we can just give some perfectly honest. We can give yeah, our no. predictions and keep it moving, all right? You're listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, now part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. Remember, always use your head. You look like a dude who should be pumping my fucking gas. This isn't doing it for me. There's, I'm not getting, I'm not getting enjoyment out of this. He was a before the bell rings all star. All right, everybody. It is Thursday night, February 1st, 2024. That's right. You heard me. January has come and gone. It is February 1st, Black History Month. We're going to be celebrating that all month here on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. I'm going to go around the room here and introduce this cast of characters that I've got on this show, starting with from the Rob the Genius Podcast. He is the Minister of Truth, the father of facts and figures, the deacon of data, the official shoot bear of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, Ray Cash's daddy and the man with the golden shovel. Mr. Rob, how's your week going, bud? Oh, so far, so good. And if there's one month where it's probably a good idea to have me on this show, it's this month, right? Black, Black History <laughs> Month. <laughs> wow. right. Well, I'm not going to give you the broom on March 1st, Rob. We've been doing this for three years. I'm not about to boot you in, thir- in don't, don't 29 days, okay? <laughs> hey, extra happy. You get 29 days this year. Congratulations. And you guys get an extra day of Black History Month, Rob. Well, look at that. I mean, we just take everything now, don't we? Every, everyone is every seven, every seven years, you guys get an extra day. Yeah, That's right. it. That's it. Affirmative action has gone too far. Yeah, just too far, too far. It's, too it's, far, it's leap year Black History Month here on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. And last but never, ever, ever least, hailing from the Purple Haze and Cloud Nine, he is Bucky's tag team partner, a man destined to go through a barbershop window. Jason, bud, how's your week going? uh long um but i'm excited to do this with you guys i mean it's, it's one of those things where i'm like oh we gotta do the show we're gonna do royal rumble we're gonna do vengeance day oh it's gonna be so long and it's just because you've had such a long day 
But then once we got in the pre-show huddle and we started talking and we started geeking out about stuff, and then I got the I got the bug again, I got the itch again. All right, let's talk some wrestling. And that's that's me. I'm the man with the award-winning and holy beard, DJ. I've had an absolute shit week. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It has been like the the last two weeks because we've had multiple people with COVID. Yes, COVID is still a real thing out there. And then the regular flu has come through the office. And the last two weeks, I've had about half my staff taken out. Um, so the work has been murder. Today was long and frustrating. And I got home. I had Tina. I, I texted my girlfriend probably about midway through the afternoon. I said, look, because we were going to do a chicken dinner in the uh, in the Instapot. And I looked at her. I was like, look, I was like, how much effort would it take for me to talk you into just ordering something? Because I don't feel like cooking. Didn't take much arm twisting. She ordered Chinese, got home, ordered Chinese. I'm sitting there at dinner. I'm like, I love my boys. I love my podcast. I don't want to fucking do this tonight. <laughs> like, it had nothing to do with wrestling or my friends or any of that. I just yep. did not have the mental capacity to sit here and do a podcast. And then I sat down. And here we are. And once the juices get going, like Jason said, once you get it going, now I'm ready to talk about it. Cool. Because, yeah. uh, like, get, um, you get the itch again. And it's yep. like, all right, all right. Because, uh, like, I do, like, I started trying to do Twitch streaming again. And so I tried to have the, the, to do it, like, on a schedule. Like, every Tuesday night, I would do, like, you know, some one of the WWE universes I run on 2K23. And after, and, I, I had it going good for a few weeks, but then, you know, but then there's some nights I was like, man, I don't feel like doing this shit. Yeah. Because, like, I don't just hit, you know, I don't just hit play and then let it go. I, you know, I do, like, commentary and everything. And, right. you know, and sometimes I don't feel like doing that shit. So yeah. I, trust me, I know how you feel. Well, with content creation, uh, consistency is key, especially yeah. when you're trying to build an audience. And one thing we have always been proud of ourselves for is the consistency of this podcast if one of us is out the other two take over whether it's jason myself rob if somebody's got plans not feeling well something comes up they run late at work the other two take the show by the horns and we keep it moving and we get something turned in every week last week due to a technical snafu we failed in that effort uh, and I want to apologize to everybody who relies on us every week to put out an episode. Our bosses at the Chairshot Radio Network who, you know, rely on us to be reliable and, and consistent and turn in those episodes. I don't know what happened. We did our, our normal show. I'm sorry, what? Oh, okay. Um, no, it's so we did our episode. Something happened about 90 seconds into the recording and everything after that, we had like an hour and a half, hour and 45 minute episode that was really, really good. We had the, the Royal Rumble pre-show. Uh, we did a little bit of talk about the, the Vince situation, which we're going to do again today. Um, I'll, I'll frame that in a minute. Um, but yeah, I want to apologize to everyone who relies on us to put out an episode. We usually drop Saturday mornings. Due to a technical snafu, I lost the entire episode. I'm hoping that doesn't happen again tonight. So far, the ship seems to be running pretty smooth. Uh, so hopefully we'll be back up and running because we do pride ourselves on one way, shape, or another getting this show to you in a timely manner every week. Uh, one thing we did last week that we're going to do again this week because as this story unfolds and develops and grows and 
more and more stuff comes out, there will probably be more and more to talk about in the months and months and potentially years to come uh, with the Vince McMahon situation. We are not going to go too deep into the woods. We want to talk strictly about the graps, about the stuff that happens from bell to bell inside the ring, what we watch on our TV, not what goes on backstage, because quite frankly, we don't know it all. And we've been heavily reliant on the app formerly known as Twitter, which if you followed anything is the worst place in the world for stuff like this to play out. Um, because you never know what's real information. You never know what's fabricated information for traffic and views. Um, so we really on this podcast felt like it would be irresponsible to talk too in depth about the Vince situation because we simply don't know. However, we did think it was pertinent to address it as in, in an abridged way. And what we decided, what we did last week and we tried to do and we, the whole thing got lost um, was we each took 90 seconds, uh, 90 seconds to say our piece, what we think about the whole thing. Uh, and it, now that a week has passed, Royal Rumble is behind us and we have the media scrum, the post Rumble media scrum where uh, Triple H was kind of taken to task over his answer slash non-answer to some very poignant and directed, direct questions to him. I think we've all got our thoughts. I'm going to kick this over to Rob. I'm going to let Rob kick it off here. Jason's going to start the timer, and he's going to give us 90 seconds. We're not going deep into the woods on this. you got 90 seconds. Jason will count you down and let you know when your time's up. Rob, the floor is yours. Okay. Um, none of us condone anything that Vince is accused of. Um, but at this point, it is clearly it is a legal matter now, and for us to just speculating on what who who we think did what or didn't not do what it would be, I think, kind of irresponsible. So it's a legal matter, and also I I'm just be forewarned, any of you, uh, this is not the time to say that you know your favorite wrestler or whatever would never do something like whatever. Don't uh, let it play out. Things, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know whose name is going to come up. We don't know to what degree people are going to be implicated in who knows what. Um, you know, and, uh, don't lose sleep over it, you know, worrying about it, you know, about worrying about whose name might come up. But don't, this is not the time to put a cape on and play defense attorney for anybody because you don't know. Um, other than that, um, as far as what Triple H said at the media scrum, well, Sean handled it a lot better today. At the NXT media thing, um, if you you know if you want a statement, that is if you want some statements that are actually substantive, um, I would go read or watch a video of what how Shawn Michaels handled it today. Um, Triple H, he, he needs to take that learning experience. Last week he did not do well. Um, granted, he's in a much more difficult place with all of this because that's his father-in-law, but he didn't even do the no comment thing well. I mean. No one expects him to. Oh, okay. <laughs> there it is. There's the timer. All right. Okay. Let's Jason, go ahead and get your piece in there. All right. So, um, I agree, obviously, with everything Rob said. You know, obviously, we don't condone. It's silly to even say that. Um, but because uh, we're kind of catching up a little later, um, the, it. I never thought I'd see the day. First off, that Vince isn't in WWE anymore, and it was confirmed again. With the Netflix uh, agreement, apparently the big one of the big honchos over there was asked about Vince and his, you know, relationship within Netflix and WWE and what's going on right now and all that stuff. And she said point blank, 
he is not there. What do you mean? In, at Netflix, at these meetings at WWE? And she said, nowhere. He's not there anymore. Like, it's over. Um, so uh, he has, and apparently he hasn't been there for the Netflix stuff. So, um, but I never thought I'd see the day, but I'm, wel- I'm welcoming it. And, you know, let's move on without this dude. And I'd just add that, um, you know, we we probably are not going to comment on that stuff much more as it plays out until it really starts to impact uh, WWE again, if it ever does. So in a meaningful, physical way and affecting the stuff that we see on television. So, yeah, I'm good. And piggybacking off of what Jason said, one thing that I said, and I, if you want to hear my thoughts on the the media scrum and some more things, go listen to the DWI podcast from this week. Uh, myself, PC Tunney, the lawyer Dave Unger sat down. We had a really good discussion about that. Uh, but piggybacking off of what Jason said, I don't want this to affect the talent that really didn't know any better. Um, and, and, and and I mean, WWE is a business, and we need to remember that there were a lot of people here that are innocent uh men women all of it all of them innocent all of them a lot of them probably had no idea what was going on a lot of them probably blindsided by this um so we need to be aware of that and you know that was something that triple h tried to accentuate in a not very well thought out or well spoken manner was that he wanted to concentrate on the, the the positives of the week we had a huge event the kickoff to WrestleMania season, the Royal Rumble, obviously you don't want to trivialize what's going on behind the scenes, but it's not his place to really talk about that. And I would argue that him of all people is the worst person to go to and ask these questions. That being said, maybe he shouldn't have propped himself up in a media scrum knowing these things were coming. But as Rob pointed out too, this is not just his boss or a coworker or another executive in the company. This is his father-in-law and the grandfather of his daughters, okay? These are his daughters. And you think about what Vince has been accused of doing and whom he's accused of doing it to, that's a very uncomfortable situation for Triple H. There you go. All right. We are going to move on from this. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back from the commercial break, we are going to talk all things Royal Rumble. They had a huge, massive event this weekend. Absolutely awesome show. We're going to talk about that. We're going to break down the matches, tell you what we liked, what we didn't like. Before we go to commercial, I do want to invite you to go over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shop. From there, you can browse, look at, peruse, if you will, the various t-shirts from all your favorite chair shop radio network podcasts, including this very one, the Mindless Wrestling Podcast that you are listening to right now. Go over there to the ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shop. Pick one up. The starving artists on this show will thank you. Your body will thank you if you pick one up in soft style. Now, we're going to go to break. When we come back from the break, we are going to be talking the Royal Rumble. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And we're back. You are listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the ChairShot Radio Network. You can find that on thechairshot.com, where we remind you and encourage you to always use your head. You can also find us on anywhere you stream your podcasts. We are talking WWE 2024 Royal Rumble. I'm going to start off by saying, top to bottom, I thought this show was a hell of a lot of fun. 
Uh, we were anticipating a lot of surprises. We were anticipating a lot of uh, surprise rumble entrances, a lot of surprise finishes. Uh, and I think for the most part, WWE delivered on that. Um, I'm going to kick it around the room here just first. Uh, Jason, thoughts on the overall show before we get into the card? Um, I think at the time I was thinking like, wow, these rumbles, uh, well, the women's rumble was very, 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 very good. Uh, the men's rumble was just there and it happened and we'll get into it. There are some highlights. Sure. But overall the card and everything that happened and as a whole, yeah, I had a heck of a lot of fun. Um, and it was a, it was a big show that got, that moved everything in a lot of different directions. Interestingly enough, there were only four matches on this card, and it still ended up being like a, what, a three-and-a-half-hour card? Uh, almost put, four hours. Yeah. Almost four hours, because they started at eight and put it to bed at almost midnight. Um, Rob, your thoughts on the show? Uh, okay, objectively speaking, um, i say it was a good show. I don't see anybody can say it was anything less than that. Uh, just personally, uh, it, it peaked for me with the first match with the Women's Rumble. Um, but and again, that's not a knock on... It's not the four-way match was very well done. I just wasn't really into it. That's not a knock on any of those four guys. Uh, and then you know, like the men's rumble had some moments, but yeah, I, I agree with Jason. It 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 did. It wasn't a bad rumble by any means, but it just it did. We'll go into it in more detail, but it did just kind of come and go for me. Um, and the uh, U.S. title match, I loved. We'll get to that when we get to that. I'll you know, but I really loved the way it ended. The finish was incredible. Yeah, it was awesome. So, all right, I'm going to kick the floor over here to Jason. Jason has the card. We're going to break this thing down and get into it, buddy. It's all yours. Well, we, I mean, we are really good. It's just going to go back to kicking it around the room because um, we started the show with the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, but I have the pleasure of announcing who we started with. And we started with Natalia. And she comes out, and I'm just like, oh, well, Natalia's here. You know, and as we all say, always say on the show, Natalia has a certain role to fill on this show. I don't think I'm ever going to be excited for a Natalia championship run, but if she's out in the ring, there's a there's a reason, right? And so mm -hmm. I'm thinking, oh, that's cool. Tegan's probably coming out, or they're going to do some sort of, you know, uh, somebody who needs, you know, somebody kind of quarterback them around, or they're just getting, or actually, what I was really thinking was, wow, they're getting Natty out there early. So they're going to have a bunch of rookies out there or a, you know, in the first couple of, you know, and no, none of that happened because uh, Naomi came back and blew the roof off the damn place. So I'll kick that part around first, but I, um, I yelled obviously, and my wife was extre extremely excited. She screamed and uh, the, you know, she looked wonderful and she's Naomi again. And uh, it's all just, sunshine rainbows and glow uh dj what do you got um absolutely incredible i was it had been speculated that naomi obviously she wrapped up her time with uh tna last you know in the last 10 days and she gave her farewell speech she lost the knockouts championship so it it was kind of there that she was coming we kind of figured and hoped she was going to be in the rumble did not expect her to come out at number two um, was absolutely just incredible that she was there. And then the length of time she was in the ring, like they really, I think I've said a week or so ago, if they're bringing her back, bring her back with something meaningful. And this was a hell of a good start. Like it really was. For, 
Again, we're taking everything. We'll just rip the curtain right down. We're taking all this stuff from Wikipedia, guys. So take everything with a little bit of a grain of salt. But according to this, she was in there for an hour or two. Yep, an hour and two minutes, 18 seconds if you're going to get particular about it. Absolutely incredible. Great to see her back. A lot of en good energy, good chemistry with all the girls in the ring. Um, some history with somebody that we're going to get to here in a few minutes. But yeah, absolutely excited. Rob? Yeah, and so she, yeah, I mean, I was really happy to see her come back. And honestly, I think it, it made sense having her come in there with Natty because she and Natty have worked together a million times. And, you know, for this being your first time back in a WWE ring in over a year, it's a good idea to put you with somebody that you worked with a million times. So you don't have, so you're not busy trying to figure out a bunch of shit. Right. Um, so that was excellent idea. Again, just is happy to see her back, and yeah, her being in there over an hour, an hour is great. And she was not in there just to do a and do some cool stunts this time, which has been the case a lot of times. And she wasn't in there really, like I don't think, because um, you know she wasn't in there to hold anybody's hand either. You know, um, she was in this the one for her. Sorry, the the fact that you brought up she didn't do any stunts, which surprised me, but I. You know, Rob, you can get into your reasoning as to why that you think that is, and I agree with you. Um, but even the way she was eliminated by uh, someone was very, very like cool and athletic. Yeah, so, so I just want um, to get that out there. Oh, no problem, because yeah, because I, I had a little running theory that, and, we, and of course we don't know because we're not backstage. But it's it's very it, it it might be possible that she didn't want to do the stunt thing anymore, and. To me, that's a good idea because this is she has a window here now to be taken more seriously because she's coming off the knockouts title reign, and this is an opportunity to be taken more seriously. I mean, obviously she's still going to be fun and you know and do high flying stuff, and she's still going to wear the colorful outfits and all of that. But to be taken to somebody who is a serious fighter, so to speak, yeah. Um, she has a window here if that's what she wants to do if that's what she wants she has a kind of a short window here to do that and so if you come back and you're immediately back to doing the stunt woman stuff then you put yourself right back in the box you know what so. i just thought of as well i li literally just thought of this it was why they wouldn't do the stunt they couldn't risk it they couldn't risk her getting eliminated early because they want her to be in the rumble because she's going to be a big deal this time. Not to mention she got dumped out by someone pretty important, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. So, like, they were saying, like, no, as good as you are, as amazing as you are, we've, we've had someone's feet tucked. We had, we've had Kofi a couple of years ago. We can't risk you going out at 30 when we want you in for an hour five or whatever they they said. So I, I ju that just popped into my head. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I mean, because when that happened with Kofi, um, yeah, he was he and E were supposed to they had some planned spots they were supposed to do together. And mm -hmm. so when he got when he when he, when his you know when his stunt didn't go right and he had to he got caught on camera with his feet on the floor and he had to just be out. Then E didn't have anything to do. Like E didn't, you know, E didn't have anything to do. And so he just stayed in there for a few more minutes. Was like, all right, somebody throw me out of here. <laughs> right. So, and I'm sorry, the, you know, uh, with the way 
the way um, uh, Naomi was eliminated was definitely planned because she was used as a weapon to eliminate someone else. Yeah. So that there were yeah. So if she had gotten eliminated early because of you know because the stunt didn't go right, then that would have yeah that would have killed some spots that came later. Because that that those spots are important. And, and, and that's those... a, an important spot for okay. I'm gonna rip the bandaid off. Jade Cargill. It's an important spot for her to look like fucking Wonder Woman as she uses you as a battering ram to knock who was it off the apron? I think it was Becky. Did she knock Becky? Yeah. yeah, Becky. And she knocks. She uses you to knock Becky off the apron, and then she literally rocks you like a baby and tosses you over her shoulder. It was, yeah. That was incredible, by the way. And the same way that E was just kind of stuck there after Kofi got eliminated, this was Jade's first ever match, and that's the and you absolutely do not want her to get stuck. No. You know because the planned spots that she had and lined up, the planned spots you had lined up, you can't do now. Right. right. So yeah, you absolutely did not want her to get stuck. You know. Yep. Later on. <laughs> It ought to be noted that as I'm looking down this card, it is very raw women's roster heavy. Because I'm only counting uh, one, two, three, five, seven SmackDown women, two NXT women, and then uh, Jade Cargill is listed as unaffiliated, and then there's one more that we're going to get to in a minute that doesn't even work for the company. Yeah, so, uh, well, that's because, um, well, Charlotte, of course, is not there. She was right. in the match. And, well, the SmackDown women's roster is smaller as it is, but then... Um, EO's SmackDown Women's Champion, so of course she wouldn't, well, you know, because only one woman is allowed to do that type of thing, and she did it really yes. well a couple of years ago. Uh, but anyway, um, but so she wasn't in there for that reason, and um, you know Dakota, Dakota's injured, or else you know she would have been in there also to do the damage right. control stuff. Um, so yeah, um, it's just there were people, yeah, um, and for some reason they only had Alba Fire in there, not Isla Dawn. Uh, they, yeah. they could have put both of them in there. Don't know why they didn't, but you know. Well, uh, somebody would have had to sit down, but... Yeah. Alright, let's keep it moving, Jason. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, we can run down, I mean, you guys can yell out stuff that yeah, happened. Yeah, we'll jump in where Jordan we... Grace, Jordan Grace showed up at number five. Well, I yes. mean, the, as we all know, if you're listening to this podcast, the winner, Bailey, came in at number three. So, and I called that, by the way, that evidence is now lost to DJ's computer or recycle bin or something. Um, but I did call that Bailey was going to um, win. I, she did not w- uh, win. She did not win the Royal Rumble by eliminating Sasha Banks, though. So I did. I only got half credit. So, um, but yeah, Bailey, uh, and then Candice LeRae, Jordan Grace. So anybody want to say their piece about Jordan Grace aside the fact that she looked amazing and her facing off with people was awesome? Oh, it was, she man, it was looked. Excellent. Go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. Right. No, it, it, it was excellent, man. She did a great job. Um, she was in there for almost 20 minutes, and yep. of course, her her and Trinity got some experience together from TNA, so that them squaring well, off was that's perfect. now WWE lore. As far as I'm concerned, you well, know, it, they mentioned Jordan, it. They they, like, they talked about it. They mentioned it on commentary yeah. that Jordan Grace was the one who took the championship off of Naomi. Yeah, and so she did a great job. Um, she looked right at home in a WWE ring. Uh, and oh, we'll see her. Oh yeah, and, and oh and yeah, I'm, I'm we she she will. 
sometime in the future, she will be back in the, in the WWE. next five years. We will see her in NXT at least. Yeah, so that definitely. But she did a great job, and she looked right at home there with everybody else. Yeah. And uh, totally inoffensive. And if I even if I was TNA, I would be perfectly fine with the way my champion was eliminated from a visiting Rumble. She got KOD'd on the apron by Bianca Belair. And yeah, that was, that was a crazy That match. was awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd just be like, <clears throat> you protected her as best you could. One of your biggest per- people did a super move of their a super version of their signature their move to her to eliminate her perfectly fine yep i i did like that uh, her and natalia teased uh you know maybe somebody coming over and, and i'd be okay with this and i think natalia would do it in a heartbeat go over to tna and go one-on-one with uh with jordan grace for the knockouts championship i think it's a great yeah. idea i think if there's even a remotely reciprocal working gr- agreement between the two of them natalia is certainly someone who can do that yeah, I'd be totally uh, down for that. Yeah, Jordan Grace looked amazing. She looked like she belonged there, uh, not out of place at all. And for a girl that I've never seen work a WWE show, she just went right in there with all those girls and just was on par yeah. with everybody. It was great to see and, and fun to see, you know, that that little surprise. Yeah, so, I mean, going down the list, we had, I mean, other you know, normal people came in. You know, we got Bianca and Katana, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know how you guys want to go down this, but um, in terms of, I mean, do you want to talk about Winner? Do you want to talk about Jade? Do you want- I, I uh, want to well, talk for a minute about Chelsea Green. Yeah, so I was going to say exactly what I wanted to okay. say. Okay, no, because first, so. wondered, wondered when <laughs> this come up. girl absolutely – Is there anybody who Triple H has called back in the last year that knows their role better than Chelsea Green? Like, she was so much fun. All the spots that she got, like, she absolutely got crushed between Piper Niven and, uh, at one point, I think, Nia Jax. Um, And then she just, just hilarious. Absolute hilarity without, without it being, like, too campy. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. They, they, they just—I don't know—the just the timing of it, everything. It just works. It's and it's the kind of humor that usually doesn't make me laugh, but every time she does that kind of stuff, I'm just like, all right. Yeah. And and so, she was one of the women that was out there the longest. She was out there for 17 and a half minutes. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's only six or eight women that were out there more than 10 minutes, and she was one of them. Yeah. And um, she fully commits. If you're going, if you're going to do the funny stuff, that's the key. You got to fully commit. You can't, you know, because you can tell when when somebody when somebody's out there who they told to do some funny stuff, but they really don't want to do it. Yeah. Right? Um, she fully commits. She's realized, I think, that that is her way to get on TV and stay on TV and entertain people. Um, so again, she, she fully, that's what you got to do. She fully commits. She took all the bumps. She got squashed, literally got squashed a bunch of times. And so, you know, kudos to her. And I, I mean, I was happy that cause the previous times that she'd been in there, it was like grand opening, grand closing. And that was, <laughs> and I mean, and that was, that was the bit that she got thrown out immediately. So I'm, I'm happy that they actually left her, let her stay in there this time because, the middle part of these matches is where it can get boring, yeah. right? Because, you know, the first part, 
the first section, you know, people are coming in, the matches are starting, you're excited because the match is beginning. And then, of course, and then when the back end is when they're kind of rushing, you know, you know, racing to the finish, right? Um, the middle part is where it can get is where it can get kind of boring. And so she owned the middle part of the match by just coming in there and taking all those bumps and doing all yep. that stuff. And so kudos to her. They put her in. She got there at the right spot. She did all the, you know, she did everything needed to keep things interesting. And so bravo to Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now, we had a good show. I, oh, 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 go ahead, Rob. Um, so, well, okay, keep you run through the names because there's one I have to have to get a little critical of here, unfortunately. Oh, I, I mean, I was gonna go all the way to the end, so go for it. Um, okay. Um, they're, they're doing Maxine a disservice here by putting her in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, and yet I don't want to be mean because she's she's trying her heart out there and she's she's improving. Oh, well, I I think that we're all saying they're being unfair to her. Yeah, I'm making I'm making a point. They're yeah. they're doing her a disservice. She she yeah. ain't ready. Yeah, you know? she's not ready for that. And now I did have some people suggest that that was intentional on her part because remember in kayfabe she's still learning. Like Chad Gable, right. but I'm looking at this. I'm like, you cannot justify mm -hmm. that as an argument for what I saw on my TV Saturday night. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately. And it, it 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 she should have never been put in that spot. No, that's that was yeah. unfair to her. I mean, that's you could put Isla Dawn in her spot. Yeah, could have put a um, lot of people in that spot because yeah, that's and and um, I'm I'm bringing it up because a few weeks ago they had she had that match with Rhea Ripley on TV and it was not good and right and so I think it's fair to say now they're they're putting her in a they're putting her in positions that they're not doing her any favors here. Like, like, to be fair, in, though, go ahead, Jason. I had a thought. Go ahead. Even in kayfabe, like even in kayfabe, like we went just went from she she learned how to do a suplex like a couple weeks ago, guys. So even in kayfabe, just throwing her in the rumble and throwing her in a match with Rhea freaking Ripley doesn't make much sense. Yeah. Well, but but to look at that, you can say the same thing about uh, Thea Hale. Thea Hale has only been working regular matches for about six months, and part of her storyline was she learned a new move. You know, this week I learned a new submission. This week I learned how to do this. This week I learned how to do that. But her still learning looks better than Maxine Dupree's still learning. And plus, I mean, Thea's doing that at NXT also. Right. So... I say, I don't want to dump on Maxine. It's not no, her no, fault. Not, I think that, she's, out there, she's out there trying, and I... Enjoy. I, right now, I'm looking at her like I looked at Lana, okay? And for me, right now, she's this year's Lana. And Lana eventually became quite good at what Lana does. And I'm hopeful that Maxine's going to get there. If she can get to being as good at what she does as Lana was at what Lana did, we're going to be okay. Well, and Maxine's already there with all the other stuff. I, I yeah. think we're getting there. Um, she she has plenty of personality. She's a great. She doesn't sound like a you know, you know, a B comedy actor actress when she's delivering her lines, or she doesn't sound like she's reading a cue card. Uh, and, but so yeah, she, the rest of it will get there. But just don't don't toss her out like that, man. Yeah. All right. 
Now what? What's up? But yeah, that's Maxine. Um, so I mean, you, we could bounce around. Ro- we had Roxanne and uh, and Tiffany Stratton were in the Royal Rumble. God bless their hearts. So that was a lot of fun to see them come out there at uh, 27 and 29. Um, and then obviously, you know, Jade Cargill at 28. So what did you guys think when she finally, when she actually walked through that curtain? Oh, oh. man, I just had goosebumps. Yeah. I, I was hopeful for it. And we I think we all agreed when she signed that the Rumble would be the right place. You know, obviously, Jade needed some work. And, and you can tell Saturday night that there's still some some things to iron out. Um, but there are so many things that she gets. And putting aside her look, because she's a knockout, just as my as our friend Jay would say, pal down, gorgeous. Um, so to look at her, she has all the, all the tools. N- the little nuanced things in the ring that she was doing, I was a really big fan of letting some things breathe, letting the crowd see the moment I think she's picked up um, going to be some little technical things that she'll have to work on, but man, I let's go. Let's do it. She, uh, the first thing, like the first thing I thought of when she walked through the curtain with the music and everything and she, you know, I just, I just thought of AJ Styles when he first showed up at the rumble and then he started walking down the gate, down the ramp. And like, he start he starts pointing down at the ramp and put, looking at the crowd and yelling, this is where I should have been the whole time. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Of. I'm like, Oh yeah. Yes. You are WWE like this. Yes. That whole presentation, here. that whole package is WWE. Very and much. So. DJ, I think you're being a little, uh, you know, light. And the whole, like, yeah, gorgeous. Because, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. Jennifer Aniston is gorgeous. This lady is, like, superhuman. So I, I don't know if they're in the same categories. Um, but, yeah, like, so she literally looks like a superhero come to life. We've said that for a long time. Um, she's going to be just fine, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I So just... do we want – oh, yeah, oh, Rob, oh, go ahead, um, please. No, um, before... Cutting you off in Black oh. History Month. See now, see that's the problem. <laughs> wait, wait till, we, wait till we get to March, you know. I look, you know yeah, I'm. Oh wait, and I'm, I'm letting you not talk about the, the debuting black woman star. Right. He's looking. Come right. March, he's gonna start muting my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. March first, you can cut him off if you want, but right now, February first, you <laughs> let, let that go. man talk. Right, this is, this is February. Go. This is put a foot up a white person's ass month, okay? What you forget? Right. Anyway, um, um, I, I didn't want to leave out Nia Jax because um, the way they booked her yeah. in the match was perfect. She came in there like Godzilla and just started tossing people. Okay, mm-hmm. and in, in previous no. rump, no, 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 no. She came in there like King Kong. Godzilla eliminated her. Oh well, yeah, well, I guess well, okay. She must have ran to the crap table after the after the match, then, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, exactly. Yeah, love you, Jay. Love you. <laughs> You, she found a bottle of tequila in the craps right. table. That's right. That's what you do. Now you're calling. Getting a, getting <laughs> but, a double, double at the bar. Um, but yeah, just I mean, and that's an, and because I was very critical of last year's Women's Rumble, and why? Because they didn't do any of this stuff. Okay, so she came in there, 
she starts throwing people out, and they made it, and that was became one of the stories of the match because she's throwing all these people out. So then the question is, who's going to get rid of Nia? How are we going to get her out of there? And then that's when you bring Jade in the ring, right? And then what does Jade do? Jade goes right at her, and she picks her up and slams her down, and then she picks her up and slams her over the top rope. And that's how you do storytelling in a, rum, a rumble match. You you have somebody get in there, start wrecking people left and right, and then we all wonder who's going to throw them out. And then somebody comes there and throws them out. That was very reminiscent of what they did with Brock Lesnar a couple of years ago, right? When he threw out half the people, and then the big question became, well, who's going to get him out of there? And you know, so that was similar thing here. And also, I'll reiterate that. You know, uh, Nia Jax, since she came back, had woke up the Raw Women's Division. It was her return was very needed for all of you people who can't stand her, who think she injures everybody. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that division was pretty sleepy until she came back last year. Not uh, Nia's been incredible. Yeah. Uh, and, and she threw out eight. She threw out eight women for the. She she had the most eliminations on Saturday night, uh, with second one being the the winner Bailey with seven. And oh, by the way, Nia, well, Nia will let you know that she actually had nine eliminations because one of them was our truth. <laughs> That's and she, cool. She, she's, been, uh, she's made a point to like say that like on social media that she, no, I have nine eliminations, okay. And on uh, to that note on the our truth thing, okay. See if in the past because a few years ago they had Santino come in there and he was actually in, they he they he was an actually an official entrance in the match, and that was some whack shit. Okay. Yeah. Here, our yeah. truth. It was, was also he was also his cross-dressing alter yeah. ego one. So yeah. so that way it was a double foul. In this case, our truth was never. He was not. He was not one of the thirty in the match. No, nope. he can't. No, he came out there by mistake, and he got and he did. You know, he did his our truth thing, and he got thrown out. And so if if you're going to do that kind of thing, that's why you do it. Okay, you don't. Yep. You don't. No you don't. Home, no foul. You don't give one of the men. One of the thirty numbers, okay. Yeah. Right. But they, but that was done great. Um, yeah. So yeah, Jade's whole introduction to the match was perfect, and they uh, kept. Can we talk about? Hang on, let's talk about the spot actually that she uh, put Naya in a fireman's carry in about point zero 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 one second. By the way, it was a one-armed fireman carry because she was flexing with the other arm and then yeah. slammed her to the ground. Like a goddamn superhero. That is motherfucking Godzilla. Yeah. And then, so, and they very smartly, they they kept her right in the wheelhouse of stuff that she can do. Yep. And so, it's just, and so I will say to all the fans, please continue to be patient because the worst thing that can happen is that you end up in one of those Goldberg, Steve Regal situations, or William Regal? That, that is that is the worst thing you that you do not want that to happen. Yeah. Okay? Because the general audience is not as they're not as personally invested in her as us here in wrestling Twitter and podcast land and everything who've been following her for a couple of years now. The general audience is getting their first look at her here. And if you put her in some situation that ends up, well, like I said, ends up like Goldberg was with Regal that time, they're going to make a different. The general audience will make a different decision about her. Okay. Yeah, I I think the, the beauty on Regal oh. Goldberg. Um. Well, basically, um, Regal made him look bad. 
in a Nitro Nitro. Yeah. And just start. He was doing. You know, um, depends on who you ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the popular story is that Regal's like, ain't going to work for me, brother. And went out there and shot on him a little bit and, and made him look bad because Goldberg just didn't have the experience. Because if you're, if you take two experienced wrestlers, they can go in a ring together and call in the ring and have a respectable match. Goldberg being the guy that they obviously were strapping the rocket to with very little experience a lot of guys took that a certain way. And the the urban legend is that Regal took it a certain way, said that ain't going to work for me, brother, and pretty much just went to town and, you know, had his way with Bill Goldberg in the ring. Yeah, you just start putting him in holds and stuff that Bill didn't know what, what, what the yeah. hell was going on. Now, there's, think, there's just, go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. Yeah, now I don't think anybody's going to do that here with Jade. But, no. But put, it's a different her, locker room now. Did Regal yeah. still do the job? Oh, yeah. Yes. He still lost. But, yeah, he still lost uh, the match. But he made Goldberg look like shit. And it was very obvious even to the untrained eye. Like, those of us guys who have been there, we're watching this like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm watching this like, oh, oh, my. Because it, a lot of times in the ring, and it, you don't think of this as a shoot fight, but some guy, times guys will get cute in the ring to see what somebody else can do. And they'll legitimately put you in a shoot-ish move just to see if you can try and get out of it. And at that point, it turns into almost a real wrestling match. You're not sitting there saying, okay, you know, I'm going to put you in a chin lock and then we're going to sit here for a minute and then you're going to shoot me off the ropes. We're going to tackle, drop down, uh, hip toss, powder out. It's not a spot like that. They'll grab you and put you in something just to see if you can think, how am I going to get it out of this? Because remember, we're still supposed to be presenting this as a real fight. And a lot of more experienced guys will do that with some of the younger guys to make them think in the ring because eventually, and it teaches you to protect yourself because you may get in there with somebody you've never met before and they decide to be an asshole and shoot on you and you damn well better be able to get out of it. And that's kind of what a lot of the guys in the, in the business will do. Yeah. Cause like back in the day, I mean, you know, um, when promoters used to try to screw each other all the time, you know, it was common for your whoever your champion was for him to be like a real shooter. So if he had to go in there and do shit for real, yeah, do it and, and get out of there. But in this case, just um, we're, we're kind of rambling here, but just um, be patient with Jade fans. Be patient with Jade because it is of the utmost importance that she does not look bad in there. And again, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably been at least paying some attention there since she was in AEW. You're a lot more. We we are all a lot more invested in her being successful, and we are all more partial towards her being successful than the, the general audience is just looking at what comes out in front of them. Right. And if what comes out in front of them don't look good, you know, then they're not going to buy it. They're not going to buy into it, no matter no matter who how good she looks as you know how good looking she is or what have you. So, be patient, guys. It's 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 more important that. That you know that everything goes right when it's time for her to get in there. Yeah, guys, and it's really going to be just fine if in a couple of weeks, <coughs> Shawn Michaels gets the heist of the century and signs the hottest free agent, Jade Cargill. It's yeah. really going to be okay. I promise, yeah. everybody's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. If she ends up down in NXT, it's going to be okay, kids. It really is. <laughs> yeah. And she will probably be better for it. So, do we want to talk winner? 
We can, because I think it's important. Uh, yeah, Bailey. Bailey won her first Royal Rumble. I think unanimously, uh, we and actually not even just this podcast, I think unanimously across the Chairshot Radio Network, uh, most of us picked Bailey. I think the writing's been on the wall. We're telling an incredible story with damage control. Bailey's never won a Rumble. And, you know, it's been kind of the narrative on the IWC that Bailey's kind of taken a back seat to everybody. And I think that was intentional. I think that was an intentional look on WWE's part to try and swerve everybody. So now I'm watching this. I'm like, Bailey's totally winning the Rumble because she ain't done shit in two years. She's been running, buddy. She came back from an... Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Injury. She was running buddies with Dakota and EO for a little while. Now we've got Asuka in the mix and Asuka's a force of nature. Bailey's just further back on the burner. And further back on the burner every time they do something. Now Kyrie Sane's back. I'm like, yeah, the writing is on the wall. Bailey ain't done shit. She's completely winning the Rumble. Because I thought it was going to be the her, Becky. Um, See, honestly, I didn't believe Becky was going to win it at all. I had no doubt in my mind about Bailey this time. I think it's early for a repeat winner. Oh, well, that's the only thing. Um, but, um, <clears throat> and I guess the other thing is, um, what was I going to say? Um, and I'm kind of happy that Sasha wasn't well, and, and now it looks like she won't be back. <laughs> if you, yeah, because um, uh, I mean they're they're like doing actual real reports, not just saying shit on Twitter that she will be heading over to Root Beer Land. But I'm kind of, I mean, actually, I'm happy, I mean, I was kind of happy for Billy and for Trinity that Sasha was not there because yeah. they both have been unfairly conjoined with Sasha as if their very importance is because of her. Right. Um, and because for over the past year, way too many people have, have haven't even mentioned Naomi, you know, when they're talking about when, well, you know, Sasha walked out, you know, well, yeah. or, or, you know, or they talked about Naomi as if she was, you know, Robin to Batman. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, I was happy that she, that she, one, that she came back, you know herself she you know that and that she got you know and then and with bailey bailey got to win this and she got to win this without sasha being there um i you know that's really important for her um because again it's it's unfair um the way that she gets conjoined at the hip with sasha because for years the biggest thing they did with her was team her up with sasha and make her a tag team champion. Prior to that, the biggest thing they did with her was a one solo match with Charlotte, which was a shining example of what Naomi is capable of in the ring. Yeah. So, um, I'm happy just for both of them in this case that they both got to shine without that shadow being there. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a big shadow, right? It, yeah. yeah, it is. The Bailey, the Bailey, uh, Sasha dichotomy makes more sense just because of, you know, Brooklyn and how they came up. Their personal and together. professional history together. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're they're either you know Batman and Robin or they're Batman and the Joker. You know, depending on the season. You know. Yeah. yeah. Only other thing I could say, I was glad to see Liv Morgan come back at 30. I think some people were a little yep. deflated because they expected Sasha to be in that 30 because we still didn't know what Sasha was going to do. I think even if Sasha were coming back, I agree with Rob, putting her in the Rumble was not the move because then you lessen and cheapen, one, Bailey's win, two, Naomi's comeback, and three, Jade's entire debut. It all gets buried under the, the shadow that is Sasha Banks. But getting back to Liv Morgan, incredible to see her out there again. I know, you know, we've had our set our piece about Liv Morgan. We don't have to go down that role road again. I like her. Glad to see her back. Hope she stays healthy. Yeah, same here. That was awesome to see her back. It was, it, you know, it was, she got a great pop from the crowd. Um, she had a lot of fun. So, and yeah. we, um, at least me and DJ are very pro Liv Morgan. <laughs> we can so move the, on from that. <laughs> okay, look, look, look. Okay. Okay. She was injured. It's good to see people come back from injury. I don't wish I don't wish injury on anybody. I don't wish people to, I don't wish people to stay injured, okay? I don't. All right. And you know, look, y'all y'all know how you listen to the show, y'all know how it is, okay? I don't have anything personal against her. She just ain't my cup of tea as a wrestler, okay? Liv is Rob's Dragon Lee. <laughs> If, there you you've go. Follow, if you've been following you the go. bit, Liv go. is Rob's Dragon Lee. There you go. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So yeah, she she went she went flat real good at the end. So that's good. <laughs> that was a yeah. great that's a great elimination. <laughs> and it honestly fit Bailey's character too, being sneaky and opportunistic. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and again, mentioning Jade Cargill, Liv had an incredible elimination of Jade Cargill, hitting the Oblivion on the outside, and Jade just taking the bump to the outside was incredible. So, all right, let's move on here. What's up next, Jason? Oh, yeah, I guess we'll move on from the rumble. Sorry, I got lost in the, the rumble there. Well, um, there so was a lot up, to unpack there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So next up, we started the rest of the show with uh, the universal title. Uh, we had the Four Corners universal title match where Roman Reigns successfully defended his championship against AJ Styles, LA Knight, and Randy Orton. Um you know, I, I think we all expected this. Um, I don't think we, I think we expected it for a maybe maybe a different WrestleMania match, but who knows what happens there. Um, but I don't think it it came as any great shock that Roman uh, retained here. DJ, uh, this was a fun match. There was, there were people that we interact with that were complaining about the spot of this match on the card, and that it kind of gave away the ending. And I'm like. They gave away the ending the minute they booked the match. Because we've said on this podcast, there's no way in hell Roman Reigns is losing after 1,300 days on a fatal four-way match where he doesn't even have to get pinned. So the ending was given away the minute they booked it. I think what this match was about was the bell-to-bell content. And the bell-to-bell content was very good. Everyone got their shit off. Everyone had their big spots. Everyone felt important, looked important, was important. Uh, I loved the little callback to the stack, smash them, stack them, and pin. And AJ Styles ends up actually going for the pin because he's got three dudes pancaked on top of each other. And the best part was the bump that Roman took when AJ hit the forearm. Because Roman just bumps back and falls right on top of Randy and LA Knight. 
And Randy's right. at the bottom, LA Knight's on top of him, and then Roman just kind of bumps back. It was great timing, great ring awareness on Roman's part. It was a fun spot in the middle of the match. I, You know what? I really had fun with this match. I, get, I give a damn about what I thought the ending was going to be. I watched this one for the bell-to-bell content. Yeah, my fa- my favorite spot, by the way, was uh, Roman eating the uh, doing the Superman punch and eating the RKO. That was <laughs> that was a thing of beauty. So, uh, uh, Rob, what'd you have here? Um, like I said, it was very well done. Uh, no problems there. Um, I gotta admit, I wasn't really, I just wasn't really into it that much. Um, again, no fault of the guys doing it. Um, and for honestly, for the first time. Look, I, I want Roman to be undisputed universal champion forever, okay? Um, but for the first time, I, it, it really felt like, okay, we, I think we might be running out of gas here in this in this whole story. Um, no, I think I think, I, I think you're just thinking that because this is a pit stop. Well, because I mean, to me, this was just this was so. I mean. This, this was, is so throwaway. This is so yeah, pit stop. This was there's this is, no stake. It's ironically there's no stakes really. They even go going into this, there was no gravitas to this match. It just, yeah. It, it maybe we're all just being dorks about it, but there was just nothing. We knew the and, ending the moment it happened. Moment the bell rang. Because even though like I mean look, we knew we knew L.A. Knight wasn't gonna beat him at Crown Jewel, but that still there was still like kind of a sense of urgency there. Yeah. Um. Here, there just there, there was at least for me when I was watching, there was zero urgency to it, and yeah, you know, and, there's and, zero emotional entanglement. Yeah, and which I mean, now honestly, I think if they had done a singles match with him and Randy, I think it would have because, Ooh, because that would have had me on because you know it's Randy Orton uh, at the Royal Rumble. I don't know, sure. That's, I, I mean, can talk myself into that, especially when Randy starts to have a good showing. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. You could, yeah, I mean, you can always talk yourself into Randy beating somebody in a world title match. Right. Um, especially on like a big four pick review. Yes, you, you absolutely can talk yourself into it, even if there's really not is no a, chance. But it's not in a fatal four way when the title, the guys hold the title for 1,300 days. Yeah. So I just, you know what, again, they did they did a good job. I just wasn't into it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair. Um, so moving on down the card, uh, we just had the, the third of, of, you know, we are 50% done with this card. Uh, <laughs> it is Logan Paul, the United States Championship, or champion, rather, holding the United States Championship, defended his United States Championship successfully against Kevin Owens after Kevin Owens was disqualified after pulling brass knuckles out of nowhere and punching Logan Paul in the face with them. Luckily, our referee saw the uh, the knucks on, on KO's fist and disqualified him for being the ragamuffin he is. Uh, DJ, what'd you have here? Actually, I'm gonna let Rob get some shine on this one because I know Rob yeah. wants to talk about the finish. I absolutely love the finish. The, the old Jim Crockett, NWA fan in me, absolutely loved this finish. Tully Blanchard and J.J. Dillon would be very proud of the way this ended. Um, you know, with the, the pulling out with the, the brass knuckles, within the the baby face getting caught with it. 
is just, I mean, that's just perfect. And because um, they they used to pull that shit all the time on people like Ronnie Garvin and and so I was just man, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I, and I you know, awesome. stuff like that is you know, man, look, that's what you, you, you're supposed to do. Weasley shit like that if you're heel champion. And so I really enjoyed that they did that. I mean, I love that finish. You know, and um, and you know, Kevin getting DQ'd. So which means, of course, we'll get another match down the line somewhere. But yeah, I just man, I loved the finish. I thought it was great. And first off, Rob. I don't know yep. if I'm ever going to call KO a baby face. But at worst, he's a heel. At best, he's KO. True. Yeah, that, true. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, the match was the match was awesome, though. Um, you know, obviously, we, we didn't really expect much else, considering Logan has given us no reason to doubt him at this point. And, you know, KO is KO. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. And yeah, the, the, at first I disliked it. Um, cause I'm like, really, he gets caught with the knucks and I'm like, we, and KO, you used to be a heel at least, you know, to throw those things away. What are you doing? Um, and, but now knowing, yeah, later on down the road, we're just going to get, you know, Logan Paul KO two, you know, electric boogaloo. So it's going to be exciting. Yeah. And, um, well, because the thing with KO is that uh, his he is impulsive, right? So right. even though he should be, you know, he, yeah, of course he he should be smarter than that than to not keep him on his hand. He's he's always he's impulsive to a fault. So good point. Yeah, you know, him just being and he's always angry, right? So <laughs> yeah. So so him not thinking see, in the moment. See it's how very... smart Bob shows you you can be if you just watch the show. Yeah. He because he, even I mean his his face and heel turns are always some impulsive shit where he's had enough of wh- whoever right. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't bec- he doesn't become virtuous. He always he, he has enough. He's pissed off at somebody or he's had enough of somebody's shit or he's doing something in his own self interest and you know he feels desperate enough to have to do, to turn on somebody or whatever right. Um, yeah, none of his heel turns have been like, oh, like Seth Shields uh, heel turn, where it's like, oh, this was planned, clearly. Right. He doesn't suddenly align himself with a group and they come out and join him like, yeah, the Undisputed Era has been here the whole time. No, he's no. just kind of, okay, I, I'm feeling this. Yeah. Good for him. So, it, I mean, it, it fit him, yeah. So, yeah, again, I just, you know, I, I love the finish. I, I love that kind of shit, man. So, any last parting thoughts on this, gentlemen? Yeah, I just I want to put over uh, Logan Paul. The kid continues to get better and better every time I see him. Uh, Kevin Owens just beat the crap out of him. He just, like, he gave him a proper, thorough wrestling introduction. Like, you want to be part of this game, kid? Welcome to the show. And Logan Paul gives himself to it. What I am interested to see is he just signed a new long-term deal with WWE, that they're wording as a full-time talent, I'm interested to see what his full-time schedule looks like. Does he get on Raw? Does he get on SmackDown? Does he defend that championship a bit more regularly? I'd be interested to see what Logan does between now and WrestleMania. I fully expect him to keep the U.S. championship until WrestleMania. Well, my, uh, and, and unless, unless I missed it during the match, he didn't do like, he, did he do the, did he do any big crazy shit this match? 
Uh, I think he did the buckshot lariat. He did one yeah. really good um, dive over the top rope where he like slingshot like a slingshot plancha. Okay. Um, that looked really graceful. Um, well, I mean, like, like he, one frog splash, I think, like just a, he did a frog, splash. frog splash. But he didn't but, I mean, do any real crazy bumps. Like, like the, I mean, yeah. like, like, yeah, like the big table bump to the outside or anything. Um, right, and he didn't do like a four fifty or five forty or anything like that. So no, 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 no. He's keep he's keeping a few in the chamber. For, yeah. For you know, in the clip. For and, and then that shows he's listening because somebody in the back probably went, dude, you don't have to unload the clip every match. If right. you want to last longer in this business. Right. Slow it down. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm I good. I'm good video. there. Yeah. Speaking of, um, just to, to put over us and the general thoughts of this podcast, did you see that uh, interview that John Cena was doing for some movie? And the interviewer was a was a professional wrestler, and he's doing his first match. Oh yeah, I think yeah. I could. Yeah. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, he asked. He's like, "Oh, did you have any advice?" And he's like, "I'm. I've been training. You know, I." Uh, I've been, I'm going to be in my first professional wrestling match on Friday. And John's like, Oh, that's awesome. How long have you been training? Six months or two, and actually two years now or something like that. Like long time. Good for that guy. Um, but, and he said, uh, slow down, enjoy the ride and something like that. Cause he asked, would, what advice would you give a young John Cena? Cause I'm going to do this. He's like, well, if I could give you some advice though, uh, he says, what, take your time and, you know, the goal is be safe. The goal is to do it 200 times a year for 20 years. Yeah, he told him work safe. That was one of the big things he told him. Yeah, well, that's and cool. My follow, the follow-up, the goal is to do it 200 times a year for 20 years. Sage so, advice. Yeah. Exactly, man. All right, let's so, get into this uh, men's rumble. Yeah, anyway, yeah, let's do the men's rumble. So uh, they started off the match with, let me see here. Looks like we had, oh yeah, duh, how could I forget? You know, Tweedledum and Tweedledee started the match. Um, we had Jimmy and Jay Uso out there getting uh, getting down and dirty. Um, they got the so demolition they, spot. Yeah. Yep. So that was a lot of fun. And they were both in it. Uh, Jimmy, uh, Jay was in it for almost an hour, 50 minutes and 55 seconds. And Jay, uh, Jimmy was in there for 35 uh, about 35 minutes. So good showing from both of them. And they had a lot of fun. And I'm still kind of fully expecting that to be the WrestleMania match. Um, but uh, we'll get there when we get there. So, I mean, just flying down, you know. Oh, and I think we can start off with, you know, the big return of that night, which, you know, coming in at the number four spot was Andrade. So I think we all kind of knew he was in the wind and he was coming back, but now he is back. And, uh, you know, we found out proof quickly that he is not going to be allying himself with Santos Escobar or anybody like that because he showed that quite quickly with them in the Roy in the Royal Rumble. So um yeah. Uh, so Andrade is back. Thoughts? Uh Rob? So um good to see him back. He wanted to come back. He's been wanting to come back. Um you know look I think when he did leave before he wasn't on he wasn't getting on TV at all when he left before. So uh, I think he, at the time, I think he didn't make the right decision to leave. And, but I think now is the right time decision to come back. And so, and we look, look, he, he was one of Triple H's guys down in NXT Black and Gold. So, and we, and as we've seen, Triple H, you know, his NXT Black and Gold kids, he, he is trying very hard with just about all, with most of them. Okay. 
Yeah. So, you know, he, you know, he, he's doing, you know, he's giving Johnny and Tommaso a lot of run. He's giving Karrion Cross a lot of run. So I think, you know, Andrade will get some good run here, you know, this time around. And he was in there for about 23 minutes, 22 minutes, 59 seconds. Yeah. So, and there's just a lot of potentially really good matches he can have because, you know, well, the problem never was, you know, when the bell rang. So it's just, you know, it's finding a right lane for him as a TV character. That's, you know, that's going to be the key, basically, you know. But, you know, while we wait for that to happen, there are a lot of really good matchups that can take place for him. And so so if nothing else, we'll get some of that now. Yeah, I can take that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so just going down the list really quickly, uh, Carmelo Hayes came in at number five. You know, he had a great showing. I think, you know, they, he is not long for NXT. No, um, he's supposed to be on SmackDown this week. Yeah. Him yeah, and Trick. Yeah, they've been moonlighting on SmackDown and coming out up on Raw once in a while, so I feel like they're they're gonna get graduated pretty darn soon. Um, but and you know we had uh, let's see here, any good showings you guys want to talk about? Because I mean we had um, I think Bronson Reed was one of my favorites coming in and just laying waste to people, um, even though he you know he didn't uh, who did he even eliminate? He eliminated one person, but he, he eliminated Andrade. Like yeah. Oh, okay. well, pretty big person. Um, yeah. But, so there you go. Um, but yeah, he came in like a just a freight train and just started mowing people down. Yeah. Um, big one for but, me was uh, Braun Breaker. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. know that you know, and I we've talked about Braun at length on this show, and about you know twelve to eighteen months ago, we were rather critical of his uh, growth. In NXT, we there were a lot of people that right out of the gate were calling for him to just go right up to the main roster. And we always say on the show, let these folks cook. Let them cook. And I, we all agreed unanimously that while we think he's an awesome force of nature and he's going to be that guy, at the time, 12, 18 months ago, he needed more work. Well, here we are. He went on this heel run, which has been incredible. And the Braun Breaker that I'm looking at and talking about now is a complete 180 from the guy he was 12 to 18 months ago. And if they told me Friday night Braun Breaker is now SmackDown, I'm here for the ride. He looked incredible in the Rumble. He looked like he belonged. He was only in for, uh, what, six minutes? Five minutes, 19 seconds. He was in for five minutes, 19. He maximized that five minutes and 19 seconds. He was effective. He looked believable. It, it was absolutely incredible, and I, I cannot say enough about his his run in the Rumble this year. Yeah, and um, and yeah, go ahead, Rob. Oh, good. Um, five good minutes. When we talked about well, in the in the lost episode, <laughs> we talked about if you bring somebody in there that the audience doesn't really know that well, that they need to come in there and they need to do something impressive. And even though some people have seen him, he's still not totally well known to everybody right so for him to come in there in five minutes just wreck a bunch of people was perfect yeah um why is it why is omas listed as unaffiliated on wikipedia is that a mistake or is he not drafted no he's uh he's uh what you call it uh free agent agent between raw and Mm -hmm. smackdown 
I think that means I think that's um, kayfabe for we can't find anything creatively for him to do. Um, yeah, we're waiting <laughs> you know? until we find something for him. Then yeah, he'll magically um, get drafted. Basically, he squashes people on house shows. Yeah, good for him. It's yeah. a good gig. If that's a good gig, yeah. man. I mean, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but basically, yeah, I mean, because what he's making probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Good for you're, house show, you're at a house show and you're saying, like, man, why is Tazawa working the house show? And then you hear the music, like, oh, that's why. Oh, that's oh. why. <laughs> Bob <Yeah. and> windshield. <laughs> um, can we talk about the hot tag? Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. This okay. for me, again, we talk about the. Um, the middle of the rumble, and unfortunately, you know, Truth didn't come out until number 24, so this was actually more towards the end. But Truth coming out there <laughs> and working a hot tag. This is the time oh, for that kind of stuff, and I absolutely, it's my favorite, it, it really was my favorite spot in the rumble, the men's rumble, was the hot tag. Yeah. R-Truth is such yeah. a gem. I mean, it, there were things about the rumble that I really liked, but that for me just made the whole thing more like I want to go watch that segment again. And then Dom actually tagging him in was just... yes, that was that was just and, great. And speaking of Dom, Dom was out there for thirty three minutes. There were only yeah. I think three three other people that were out there longer than him. Uh, Cody Rhodes, who won the damn thing, uh, Jimmy and Jay mm-hmm. Uso. Wow. That was it. So it just tells you what they think of Dom in the back and what his trajectory is going to be in the next five years. Yeah. Yeah. And then Cody Rhodes came in at 15. He won. And then anybody else? Um, but yeah, then Punk came in and we had Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn coming out at the end. And I feel like the end is kind of where it like ramped up again. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously they do at the end, but I feel like they generally do around like the final four but there had to be like what eight people still in there eight or ten people still in the ring the final six to eight of this match was the entire match well because punk came in at 27 and he lasted he was the last eliminated and he was 21 minutes 45 seconds that's because him and cody had another 20 minute match after the end rumble my gosh well what'd you guys think if it went okay it went one more if they went one more move before before they eliminated Punk, if they if they called it in the ring, brother, and said, "Hey, let's do one more, you know, crossroads before I before I toss you over," I think Phil Brooks would have expired. But they got in, they got out, and my goodness, they they got they got out just in time. I thought I enjoyed the last. Five to ten minutes, like I really did. Like I, I thought, I do remember sitting there thinking, okay, this is going a bit long, but this isn't the first time WWE's done this, where the final two just go back and forth and tease elimination. But I just remember thinking, this has gone a little long. Punk's looking a little tired, um, but I also have to remind myself, this is a forty-five-year-old man who hasn't wrestled regularly in ten years. So and apparently, had a blown tricep. Had a blown yeah, tricep, yes. which we. I thought I saw it when it happened because I remember he took the future shock and he immediately grabbed his arm. I'm like, oh shit, wait a minute. And I'm like, okay, let's let it, don't, don't breathe into it. And then later on, I saw him holding it again. I'm like, this dude hurt himself. And this is a question we talked about on the DWI with Tunny and Dave. And I'm going to ask you guys the same thing. Do you think Punk was supposed to win this and they called an audible? 
Um, because that's that's uh, I was either Tony or Dave, one of the two of them. That's their theory is that Punk was actually supposed to win, and when he realized, hey, I'm broken, they called an audible and Cody won. Maybe depends um, on when it was called because the like. I mean, if he immediately, as soon as it happened, if he like turned to the ref and said, "Hey, radio in that I'm fucked," like, right. well, maybe I, think, I believe that happened. I don't believe that he and Cody. He was just like, "Hey, Code Sir, I don't think my triceps gonna make it. Why don't you toss me?" Keep in mind that all the refs, all the refs are mic'd and they have a direct line back to Gorilla. Exactly. And there's one spot where somebody got a little bit of video of at one point in the Rumble, Punk's over holding his arm, and he's talking to I think it was Jessica Carr. And he was telling her that he's injured. And if there was an audible called, they had plenty of time to get it back to Hunter. Say, hey, look, he's hurt. He thinks it's bad. What do you want to do? And then they get back to the ref and the ref can change the, that's why the ref is there. You know, the ref, people forget that the ref is very much a part of the match. And in some cases, the ref will call the spots. And if Triple H is on the, you know, on the headset saying, look, if Punk's hurt, we're going to have to change the ending. Here's what we ought to do. I can see a scenario where in that five to 10 minutes where they're having a one-on-one -on -one match after everybody's been eliminated, where people are in the back brainstorming going, okay, how the fuck do we get out of this? Punk was our plan. That plan is now done. You know, how do we get out of it? And they probably said, okay, work a couple more spots. And then at some point throw Punk out. Um, I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, no, look, no, they're never going to tell I us. The, the, you know, the, I mean, unless Cody and Roman was the plan anyway, and if it was, why not give him the back-to-back -back Royal Rumble win <clears> thing? <throat> I don't know. It, it seems a little... I feel like Cody was destined for this from the beginning. This was just... We're, See, we're doing it. I think I called it. I thought Punk. I thought it was Punk's Rumble to win. I really did. So, oh. so if somebody like came out 10 years from now and said, yeah, they, they called an audible, mm. it wouldn't shock me. Um, well, because... Punk can get there a million different ways. There's something, if we're really doing the damn thing, Cody winning the Rumble again makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess it's just we don't know um, because word is that they haven't completely ruled out Dwayne yet. Um. They haven't. Yeah. I mean, that's the word word on the street well, now. Okay, so here's, on... here's my thing for the for this whole: was it an audible? Was it a thing? Was it a whatever? He got up on the corner, pointed at Roman Reigns, and said, "You, you, I'm coming for you." And Roman picked up the title and's like, "Yep, come and get me. Yeah, come and get me. Come and get me. Come Cody's and get me." Cody's the biggest. Carney in the no. business. Cody knows what to okay. do. Okay. No, 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 no. Time out. Do you not think Cody says, I'm going to leave some wiggle room here? If Cody did that, walked into the beginning of this match thinking, I'm not even going to fucking win this. And then he says, and oh, by the way, our winner is going to challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship. So now at the end of the match, Cody goes, yeah, no problem. I'm I'm just going to paint us in the corner. Now Punk is Punk is uh you know eliminated from this equation, but we don't know that yet. We don't know if he's fully eliminated from this equation. He just knows that he was 
you know, hurt enough that he thinks it's bad. Okay, fine. Would he really then, the wrestling actor, wouldn't he just go, okay, I'm going to do the standard, like, Royal Rumble thing. Maybe he'll look at Roman and, like, and, you know, point a couple times, like, yep, yep, I'm coming to you. Not stand on the turnbuckle, scream, I'm coming at you, I'm coming for you, I'm coming for you. Have the camera guy ready to get a shot of Roman, Paul telling Roman, here, here, show him my tribal chief, and Roman hand, holding the belt up, and you'll never get this, you'll never get this. I just well, don't think that that whole spot happens unless it was planned. Well, Unless okay, it was I, planned, like, before the match started. Well, uh, okay, so here's where I th- Here's what I think is plausible. Um, okay. We know Cody's enough of a pro at this that if they did if they did change up the finish, he knows that if he won that match, everybody's is expecting him to challenge Roman anyway. So it's not crazy for him to just instinctively get up and do that because he knows that's what everybody would be looking for anyway. Fair. Um, nobody was looking for him to point at Seth Rollins, right? Um, so... Well, it, I mean, you it, don't have to point at anyone, is my point. You just get up, you point at the WrestleMania sign. That's what you point at. True. Um, so, now that we're not... And we, we won't find out for... You know, it'll be years until we find out until somebody actually admits... You know what the deal was, right? Right. Um, and so even we, then, we're probably not going to get the real story. That'd no. be one of those things, and we don't need to. I'm not here really. for the ride. I want to enjoy what I watch on my TV, and that's what I'm planning on doing from now until WrestleMania. And if we take six side roads and twelve detours to get to whatever night one and night two WrestleMania main events are going to be, I'm okay with it. Like I really am. It's I've reached that point in my fandom where. You know, we, we've anticipated this year's WrestleMania as being this huge spectacle. Now, Punk is injured. Seth is injured. We don't know what The Rock is actually doing. Like, all these things that we fantasized about now are evaporating in front of us. But does that mean they can't still end up having an awesome WrestleMania? There's a ton of really good talent on there. And with Seth injured, with Punk injured, with, you know, different major pieces now being potentially off the board, there are some opportunities for some folks to really step up here. And that's what I want to see over the next couple of months. Who's going to step up? Who's going to step in? And who's going to make the audience at large care about them enough to make their WrestleMania moment seem special? And and that's what I'm taking away from Saturday. That's what I'm taking away from you know, the injuries and, and all the, that type of stuff heading into WrestleMania, who's going to give me something to care about? And, you know, I want to watch the show every week and see where they go. Yeah, because, look, I, I, right now, honestly, I don't think they have it figured out right now. I think they're still there because, you know, Dwayne's not totally off the table. So, do you know, do we do we bothered to keep trying to close that it you know close that deal yes or no um and then what you know obviously because if he said if he's if he's if they do close the deal and he says yeah i'm I'm doing it then you know you gotta then it's gonna be him and roman and then cody will challenge seth 
Um, okay. Yeah. Um, if I think, not, I, I just look at it at this point. At, at this point, dude, he's on the board, and like he's also he's got the UFL. Like his schedule is pretty like set. Yeah. So it's I just, feel like we know. I feel like they. Or at least they got to be like eighty five percent sure what they got, yes or no. Well, maybe yeah, they're, maybe they're eighty five percent sure they have a no, so that's why Cody won, and that's why we're doing this damn thing. Right. But yeah, and now, but now they got to figure out the rest because it was going to be Punk and Rollins. Um. Yep. So now that Punk is off the board, and Rollins is like falling off the board. Yeah. yeah. And which, so now, which that could have been its own problem aside from Punk's newest injury, which is just the shitty shitty part of this right yeah it's it's a situation that just keeps getting worse let's do this we've got still another what eight ten almost 12 weeks to discuss this we've got plenty episodes to fill you know between now and then why don't we go to commercial let's take a quick break here and then when we come back we are going to talk nxt what's the name of this one deadline vengeance day Day. sorry i've got my nxt pay-per-views all premium live event stage all kind of scattered we're going to talk NXT Vengeance Day. We're just going to do a quick around the room. Uh, Rob's going to handle the card on this one. We're just going to give some quick predictions. We're going to go to break real quick. When we come back, that's what we're doing. Remember, you've been listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the Chairshot Radio Network, where we encourage you to always use your head. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, we're back, and we are going to be talking just real quick. Vengeance Dave, Rob's going to pull the card up here. We're going to give our quick predictions before we get out of here tonight. Mr. Rob, the floor is yours. Okay, first up, we got a um, – I'll start from the bottom here. We got Dijak versus Joe Gacy in an ODQ match. Uh I'm going with Dijak. Got to win something eventually. I know we, I know we keep saying that, but I'm going to say it again. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with Jason, my you want to go? Yeah, sure. I'll go with my close personal friend, Dijak. <laughs> you got to win one, buddy. Please, God. Please. <laughs> and this is your, this is, seriously, this is your, your element. Like, you are, you are a very good bell-to-bell professional wrestler, probably better than even people give you credit for now, but dude, Dijak like is awesome in hardcore matches because he loves, especially in this new character, he loves doing the Batman thing and just beating the bag out of people. So let's have a lot of fun. Hopefully, Joe Gacy in his new weird whatever he's going for right now, uh, like psychotic tourist student kind of guy. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but let's hope he can eat the L and keep it moving because Dijak's got to win something here. Yeah, I agree. I'm pulling for Dijak. The word of this man, the, the, the word of the day is going to be violence. Joe Gacy can mm. get violent with the best of them. Dijak can get violent with the best of them, and I'm here for the violence. All right, next, we have a mixed six-person tag team match. We have the family, Tony D'Angelo, Stax, and Adriana Rizzo versus Out the Mud, Lucian Price, Bronco, Nima, and uh, Jada Parker, who has joined Out the Mud. Um, six person mixed tag team match uh, i got out the mud here they need to win something and they can win this if they if there's no plan for them to beat the family for the tag team titles they can win this match here makes sense rob you took the words right out of my mouth dj i like out the mud i've seen him three or four times now on the local shows been a big fan of these guys since the first time i saw him pulling for those guys sunday night 
Rob, you said exactly what I was going to say in the order I was going to say it. So oh, that was incredible. Okay. <laughs> and um, I want to skip up, up a little bit here to our favorite match of the night. The summary execution, uh, Oba Femi versus Dragon Lee for the North American title. Dragon Lee is dead man walking. We're so excited. This is going to be awesome. I know. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be. <laughs> we are all way more excited about this than we should be. <laughs> well, everybody, hey, hey, hey. Is everybody going to wear something nice to Dragon Lee's funeral? I, I certainly I certainly am. I'm going to wear something nice for the pal. <laughs> I'm going to wear my nicest Oba merch. How about that? Because <laughs> I am all in on that pal. Yes. yes. Sure. Yeah, absolutely all in on Oba Femi. Oh, man. Oh, over, under five minutes? Uh, over five minutes? Under. 40 minutes, 47 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll even say 350. Jesus. And uh, all right, we have a match for the NXT women's title Lyra Valkyria versus Roxanne Perez. Um, I think Lyra is going to win because they're doing that thing with Tatum Paxley being like the creepy stalker. I think Tatum Paxley is going to interfere and quote unquote help her win, and that'll that'll get things moving towards when they eventually fight each other. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think uh, Valkyria is going to hold this to WrestleMania or whatever they're going to call NXT WrestleMania this year. Um, so I look for this to be a just st- uh, stepping point in the uh, Roxanne and Tatum story. So, Deej? Uh, if you'd asked me two weeks ago, I would have said Roxanne wins this, and they eventually run back the feud with her and Cora Jade. Cora Jade, unfortunately, out with a knee injury for the next probably 9 to 12 Hate to see that get well soon, Cora. Yeah, I think Lyra holds on to the championship here. And all right, then we have okay, so now we have kind of the uh two for one special here. We have the uh Dusty t- Classic final, uh, Baron Corbin and Braun Baker Breaker versus Trick and Mellow. And then we have it's gonna be you know, pretty straightforward. So now this is piggybacked with the title, the NXT title match, which is Ilya Dragunov defending against Trick Williams. So these these two matches are going to go hand in hand some kind of way. Well, I mean, I don't think they're uh, Wikipedia card subject to change, of course. So I think they're I don't think they're going to be back to back like that unless no, they no, no. Story that. no. But I mean, um, but I mean, I'm talking but, about yeah, sto- story wise. The stories gonna... will be related for sure because if I mean if. Trick gets the shit kicked out of him in that in the uh, tag match. Well, we kind of know what's going to happen if you're walking into Ilya Dragunov less than 100. percent So, um, but yeah, I, I think this is going to be the big explosion for Trick and Mellow. I mean, it kind of just looks that way. It's going to the fuse. The fuse has been. I mean, the the match has been lit for a while. I think we're going to light the fuse at the uh, the tag match, and we're going to get the big bang in the uh, the match at the end for the for the NXT championship and I think Trick might interfere in some way shape or form or be involved um, and that paves the way for Wrestlemania weekend whatever um, electric NXT electric boogaloo uh, Trick versus Mello I'm having a tough time here because streets are saying Braun Breaker's going to get called up pretty soon uh, potentially going to Smackdown if that's the case I 
And again, remember who his tag team partner is. You can't trust Baron Corbin any further than you can throw him. Um, so I could very well see those two just getting pissed off at each other and, and imploding. Obviously, we're telling a story with Trick and Mello. Those two could implode at any time. So I really, this one, I have a hard time calling a winner. I, I can't call a winner here because I think both teams have the potential to be combustible with each other. All right, walk with me here. So Trick and Mello <laughs> implode. Trick and Mello implode. Corbin and uh, Braun Breaker win, right? So they win okay. the Dusty Classic. I'm with you. I, I got your hand here. Gotcha. So they win the Dusty Classic. What does that get them? That gets them a NXT championship shot, correct? Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm not here. Who are, the NXT, who are the NXT tag champions? Oh, right family. now, the family. Okay. So it could be the family or card subject to change. I could see a uh, moment where whoever the, ta- the tag team champions are when they challenge... That's where Braun and Baron explode. And yeah, man, we have problems with each other. We're going to fight about it, but we're not going to do it here. We're going to do it on Fox. Okay. All right. I can, I can see that. I can see that happening. Uh, Ilya Dragon off uh, finishing this up. He walks out still champ. Oh, the SmackDown after WrestleMania. Good job, Jason. You genius. Good job. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Here's what I think. Okay. So, um, all right. So, Trigger's not going to be Ilya. That's not going to happen. No. Uh, okay. Um, so, I think, well, this could go one of two ways. Either Trigger and Mello lose the tag team match, and then Mello is, you know, kind of, you know, jealous, and he accidentally causes Trick to lose the title match against Ilya. That could happen, or they could win here. Well, I think well, I think I think he's going to accidentally cause Trick to lose the title match, regardless. It's just a question of does he do it because they lost the tag team match? Was it well? Was it accidentally, or was it accidentally on purpose? Accidentally on purpose, yes. Um, right. Well, that's the question <laughs> we'll be asking. Yeah. So now either he does that, you know, because they lose the tag team match, and he doesn't want. If he can't win anything, he didn't want Trick to win anything either. Or they win the tag team match. Mello's a good guy. He would never do that. (laughs) Or they win the tag team match, and, you know, Mello again doesn't want Trick to win the title. (laughs) He just wants him to win the tag team thing with him. And so he accidentally, on purpose, causes Trick to lose against Ilya. And then when they have the tag team title match, that's where the biggest explosion happens. So, um, which would, which would never happen because Mello is a, a very good friend and best friend to Trick, obviously. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think, um, the tag team match can go either way, but Trick definitely for sure is not beating Ilya. Okay. You know what? One last thought on Trick and Trick and uh, Mello. I think that they will have a amazing history together for the rest of their career. I think they'll look a lot like DIY. They look at those guys right now. They're a great tag team. A great tag team going after the tag team titles. They've never had any problems whatsoever. It's it's beautiful. So I think yeah. Trick and Mello are headed that way. And like 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 Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, right? Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. They're going feel- right up that road. Just we, friends we are- forever. You and I are destined to do this forever. Yeah. Right. But thankfully, yeah, but or, as long as long as we don't get, you know, 35 minute finisher spam matches. Um, I don't think they'll do that anymore. Yeah. No. All right, gentlemen, are we good? 
I think so. Yeah. All right, we are good. We had an awesome show here tonight. We're going to call the go home. I'm going to wrap back around the room and thank my co-hosts like I always do. Jason, sir, fun time tonight. Thank you, guys, both of you. Thank you for getting me back into this. I told you at the start of the episode I had no mood for this, and oh. this has been fun. I echo that sentiment. Like, literally, I was just like, all right, I'll do the rumble card. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. And then literally I was in the pre-show huddle with you guys for maybe 45 seconds. And I was like, all right, I'm back, baby. I'm back. Let's go. Let's talk some wrestling. <laughs> and from the Rob the Genius podcast again, Rob, thank you, sir. Oh, no, it is, it, is, it is a pleasure. And it's always good to be here with you guys. And um, get well, Charlotte. We're, we're, we're pulling for you. <laughs> there it is. At the, under the wire, man. He just got it in there. There you go. And again, as always, I'm the man with the award-winning beard, DJ. This has been the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the Chairshot Radio Network. We come to you guys every Saturday. Going to try and keep that going. Hopefully no more uh, no more audio snafus. Remember, you can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring. And we're out of here until next week. There's my stop. Stop recording. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.